we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for November 1st, 2021. Uh, I've got really blockbuster study today. Uh, we're going to be getting into some things that we've touched on before, but now they're all coming to uh, fruition. And uh, the Satan's basically just out in the open regarding the days and times that we're moving into. And um, a lot of the things we've covered over the years are now, we're actually going to be seeing them manifest out in the open. And I think the whole thing with COVID and all the things we've seen regarding that is just further evidence of that because we talked a lot about that in years prior uh, regarding a pandemic or a scamdemic, I should say. So I'm going to go ahead and open us up in prayer. This is the prayer to neutralize occult rituals. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth, seated at the right hand of, of God the Father, we come in the authority given to us in Christ Jesus. We place a hedge of warring angels with flaming swords of fire around us and our families continuously. We put on the whole armor of God. We resist and renounce Satan, the God of this earth. We rise to war by the power of the Holy Spirit against witchcraft, occult maneuvers, and devices sent against your will in the body of Christ. We ask for you to dispatch legions of warring angels in full battle array to enforce your petitions in, in our petitions and intercessory prayers. Rout your enemies on all fronts. Turn their hatred, anger, accusations, conflict, arrogance, and wicked schemes upon themselves so that they become caught in their own snares and fall into the pits that they have intended for others. We nullify, cancel, and oppose every satanic operation, scheme, maneuver, and strategy. Cause secret plans and agendas and mo the motivation of the enemy to be revealed for everyone to see. We decree and declare that what these evil people and entities meant for evil, that you will turn it around and use it for the good of your people and for the innocent. We close every evil portal that has been opened by them. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood, we break and cancel every curse, spell, hex, vex, charm, enchantment, decree, spoken or unspoken, sent against the body of Christ, the innocent, and your intercessors by every witch, warlock, satanist, sorcerer, voodoo, priest, shaman, soothsayer, medium, coven, and every minion of the devil working iniquity. May they fall into the very pits that they have dug for others. Lord Jesus, reveal your love to them. Save those that can be saved. Show them the truth about who they are serving and their eternal destination if they continue on their present path. Open their minds, ears, and eyes to receive the supernatural insight and knowledge to understand the truth of the gospel. Bring them to salvation. We seal this prayer by the blood, blood of the Lamb and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Okay, so um, we're going to go right into the study here. And um, the first part, I've, I've covered this before in a separate teaching. In fact, in several teachings that I'm going to give you the links for. That you have, If you've not heard them, um, you might really want to go back and listen to these. I'm going to get, get into that next. Where we go into this information I'm going to cover now much more in depth. This is a little refresher based on the next topic that I'm going to cover and I'll reveal that um, when we get there. So this is a just a brief Bible study on the Nephilim and the Anunnaki and how to defeat them. Now the Nephilim and the Anunnaki were essentially in primarily mentioned in the Old Testament. The Nephilim being um, the uh, Hebrew derivative for the um, the giants, the fallen ones. Okay, when you go back to Genesis six, and the Anunnaki were mentioned in the Old Testament, we're going to give you just a, some of the verses where the Anunnaki was mentioned, and they're they're basically Nephilim as well. The Anunnaki now, Numbers thirteen thirty, and Caleb 
stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it. They were, they were going to go in and possess the Holy Land, okay? For we are well able to overcome it. Okay, so Caleb was one of the few people that actually had the faith to believe that, you know, they could go in there and, um, as far as the hierarchy in, in Israel, one of the few to believe that they could actually go in and overcome the land where the giants dwelt, okay? And that's what had filled the promised land. And I believe the devil had a certain amount of foreknowledge regarding this, and he prepositioned his most crack SS type Nazi Nephilim troops. And the reason I'm saying that is the SS were like the Nazi stormtroopers. And they were the crack troops that they would send in if they really wanted to get the job done and inflict the most terror, fear, kill as many people as possible. They were the most efficient killing machines. Okay, so the devil prepositioned his Nephilim troops in the promised land knowing that, you know, this would be a gigantic discouragement potentially to the Jews and that they would never go in there and actually possess the promised land because they'd be too afraid. I believe that was all by design on purpose. And I believe it was God let it happen because it was a testing for the Jews. Will will you have faith to believe that you can go in there and defeat them? You know? Because if you don't, don't bother. Because you're not going to win. <laughs> you're going to get slaughtered. You have to have the faith to believe it. Uh, then the next verse, Numbers 13, 31. But the men that went up with him said, now, because they had went and spied out the land, the men that went up with Caleb essentially said, we we be not able to go up against the, the people for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched under the children of Israel saying the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. What does that mean? That's cannibalism. It wasn't the land that was eating the inhabitants, but the Nephilim that possessed the land were eating up the inhabitants thereof. And this is another big reason why, you know, they, they, they said that we're basically grasshoppers in their sight. There's another verse that says that. And then it says, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. So, and again, I'm not judging them. The men that went up with Caleb did not have their eyes fixed on God, though they had their eyes fixed on the situation. They had their eyes fixed on the giants in the land now listen i'm not going to sit here in 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 oh you know they're whatever i get it i understand I, I totally do but we've got to keep our eyes fixed on the lord and whatever he's telling us we can do we can do it we can go in and possess the land you may have giants in your life that you're confronting that you you feel like there's no possible way i can overcome yeah but god can overcome all of that the Lord says, I'm the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? I mean, he created, you know, the world, the universe, everything. Dealing with Nephilim or Anunnaki for the Lord is a joke, if you think about it. <laughs> you know, one thought and they, and they would be gone. But God doesn't tend to operate that way. He tends to operate through people that have faith. And, um... So they, they, um, they kind of shot themselves in the foot there. So I'm going to read you some more of this where, where it actually goes on here. Uh, verse 33, Numbers 13. 
and and there we saw the giants okay now these were the people that were with caleb that were bringing a bad report okay and there we saw giants the sons of anak okay and we're going to talk about the sons of anak here in a second um well i can i can do it right now the word anakims is used nine times in the kjv the outline of the biblical usage is anakims are long-necked a tribe of giants descendants of anak which dwelled in southern canaan okay that was the so these were long-necked giants men of great stature okay and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers and so we were in their sight they were like they felt like they were grasshoppers compared to these giants uh, and again hard to say exactly how big they were but they were large and in charge um and then and then it starts to uh, to chapter 14 and it says and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried and the people wept that night and all but again they're weeping because they're getting their eyes off god and they're and they're believing this now granted the report was true but god's bigger than that it doesn't matter how big they are you've heard me say that many many times i don't care if i have every non-human entity show up at my front door anakims giants reptilians you name it bring it on god will just get more glory when they're defeated that's the way i look at it i mean seriously i'm not i'm not just i, I mean is god is my witness if i'm lying strike me dead god right now i'm not lying i mean that i just, i want to see god get glory i want to see people get saved when he deals with these things and i'm telling you they're getting ready to come out of the shadows i've been talking about this for years and god is the same today yesterday and forever okay so he's still perfectly capable of dealing with these devils it's just the church unfortunately is not prepared for what's coming so and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried and the people wept that night and all the children of israel murmured against moses and against aaron so they're murmured against moses and aaron because there's giants in the land it's not their fault there's giants in the land god said to go in and possess the land he's just gonna do it and the whole congregation said unto them would god that we have died in the land of egypt or would god we had died in the wilderness oh we should have died in the land of egypt or in the wilderness because we have zero faith to believe that god can overcome these long-necked giants in the land that's got to really make god angry because he's done telling you southern english there he's telling you that you could do this but they don't have the faith to believe that god's big enough to do it therefore the lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword no he didn't that our wives and our children should be a prey and were it not better for us to return to egypt oh they're just this gigongous pity party is what is going on here this faithless gigongous pity party just because he told you to go in and possess the promised land didn't mean it was going to be easy didn't mean there was going to be testing on they just didn't realize the level of testing 
They said to one another, let us make a captain and let us return unto Egypt. They, they were literally getting ready to go back and serve under Pharaoh again because they were so afraid of these stinking giants in the land. They had God on their side, though. They, had, they, they saw what happened when they fled Egypt. They saw all of God's judgments on Pharaoh and on Egypt. They saw the parting of the Red Sea. You would think they would have a ton of faith. I'm just saying. I never saw any of that stuff, and I have 100% the faith to believe that God is perfectly capable of annihilating every evil entity in the universe. I'm just saying. I want to impart that faith to you, too. I mean, I, I, they say, like, courage is contagious. Well, let my faith be contagious. There is nothing too hard for God. Call upon me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Well, they needed to call upon God. So, um, anyway, um, going further. So they were in this gigantic pity party. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua and the son of Nun and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, uh, were of them that searched the land and rent their clothes. Well, basically only four men out of the um, multitudes of Jews that were brought you know, out of Egypt, only four men out of the multitude of, multitude of Jews that were there did this. They fell on their faces before the assembly. They rent and they um, rent their clothes. Basically, they were doing that because they were so grieved over the fact that the multitudes of Jews that had come out of Egypt had zero faith, despite all the miracles they had just saw or saw from God. We're talking major, major miracles. Moses coming off the mount, you know, the like the, the whole how his visage was chain, changed and, and all of God's, you know, the water coming out of the rock, the Red Sea parting, all the judgments on air. It, guess it didn't matter. <laughs> they still didn't have faith at all. I, if that did, the manna falling from heaven, okay, to feed them every day. I mean, if, if the, how their clothes didn't wear out. I mean, if that didn't impart faith, I don't know what is going to. I just don't know. And they spake, meaning the four, okay, Aaron, Moses, Joshua, and Caleb, spake unto all the company of children of Israel, saying, the land which we pass through to search is an exceedingly good land. And that was the land that God wanted to bring them into, the promised land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. That's where that expression comes from. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. <laughs> okay? Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. And that's what I'm telling all my listeners to this day, because these things are probably getting ready, and I, I've been talking about this for years, to get make their big, big debut. Look at how Hollywood's brainwashed the masses into believing the the alien hordes 
that are coming, the whole alien agenda, and how they're more powerful, and how they're 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 smarter, and their technology's uh, so much beyond anything we can, and how they're so much more uh, intelligent, and all this other garbage. We're created in God's image. That's all I know. That's good enough for me. They may have a certain type of intelligence or a certain amount of technology, but they don't have God on their side. They're not created in God's image. And they're jealous of us. And that's a big reason they want to kill us. They're Satan's minions, and he wants to destroy anything that is in God's image. So we are at the center of their target. So I'm just going to keep reading here. <laughs> okay, so they're ba let me read the last verse again. Only rebel ye not against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us, their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us and fear them not. So you would figure this pep talk, this faith-filled, courageous pep talk, might have swayed some of the Jews to, to you know, change their stance and... and uh, you know, get on board and do what God wants. No, no. Here's what happened. But all the congregation, meaning basically all of Israel, save four people, bade stone them with stones. Meaning they wanted to stone Aaron, Moses, Caleb, and Joshua with stones. That's how they wanted to reward them. I'm sorry that my got some thing that's squeaking here. Um, And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will those people provoke me? And how long will it be ere they believe me? Basically, how long will it be till they believe me? For, for the signs which I have showed among them that I just got into, and I probably left a whole bunch out. They had seen miracles that you and I would ne are never going to probably see at that scale and magnitude most likely i doubt we're going to see the equivalent of the red sea party we might i don't know who knows but god like you know what god really likes he likes it when we have faith and we don't have to see blessed are they that have believed and have not seen okay what he said to doubting thomas blessed are they that have believed and have not seen because thomas said unless i thrust my hand into your side and and, and touch the nail prints on your hands i'm not going to believe well, when Jesus finally appeared to Thomas, he says, blessed are they, Thomas, that believe and have not seen. I, you know, a long, long time ago, I asked for that specific blessing. I asked for that specific blessing that, was, that Jesus talked about there, those that believe and have not seen. I've never seen any, like, cataclysmic thing like some Christians say they have seen regarding God, regarding God's hand moving. I've never seen a lot of that stuff. I haven't seen any of it. Not like not like Red Sea parting type stuff. I'm not saying I haven't seen the hand of God move, but I'm talking about in, in like a really tangible, like miraculous, miracle way. Um, God likes that when we have faith and we haven't even seen. He prefers that because... If you've seen something, the people that saw the Red Sea parting, for instance, was there any faith involved in that? No, they just saw it happen. 
Now, they should have had gobs and gobs of faith in God after seeing that, but unbelievably, they had none. This proves it. If he could part the Red Sea and do all the other stuff that he did, why couldn't they believe that he could take out the giants? He had obviously preserved them up to this point. He obviously had a purpose for them, the Israelites. He wasn't going to bring them into the promised land just to be slaughtered by the giants. He was going to use them to slaughter the giants. Or God was going to go before them to slaughter the giants. Why? So his name would be glorified and that they would possess the promised land. And that many would also be converted and hopefully strengthen their faith. Um, <laughs> it got so bad that God said, I will smite them with pestilence and disinherit them. And I will make of thee a greater nation and mightier than they. Meaning he's going to use probably Moses, Aaron, uh, Joshua, and Caleb to start over. He's going to hit the reset button again like he had to do on the ark. God was just fed up with this. I mean, God had shown them all these multitudes of miracles. Every day was a miracle. Okay? And it wasn't enough. wasn't enough for them. And Moses said unto the Lord, Then the Egyptians shall hear it, for thou broughtest brought us up this people in thy might from among them and they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land for they have heard that thou the lord art among the people and thou lord art seen face to face and that thy cloud standeth over them and that thou, thou goest before them by daytime in a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire by night i forgot to leave that one out that miracle that was constantly happening every single day forgot about that one now if thou shalt kill all the people as one man then the nation's which have heard the fame of thee will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land, which he swore unto them, therefore he hath slain them in the wilderness. So Moses was reasoning with God. He was pleading, reasoning, and negotiating with God. Really for the Israelites' life. Because they kind of deserved what God was talking about. I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, you know, they kind of did. Um, and now I beseech thee, let the power of my Lord be great, according as thou hast spoken, saying, The Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people, according unto thy greatness and thy mercy, as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt even unto now. And then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. Um, so he had to basically heavily negotiate with God to preserve their lives because they were ready to stone Moses, Aaron, Caleb, and Joshua because they were so incredibly, had no faith and were so afraid to go in and possess the land from the giants. Anyway, we could go on and on and on with that, but... Another verse, Deuteronomy one twenty nine. Then I said unto you, dread not, neither be afraid of them. Now this is talking about like uh, the giants. The Lord your God which goeth before you, he shall fight for you according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. That's what we've got to... That's what we got to be fixated on. Deuteronomy 2.21, a, a people great and many and tall as the Anakims, 
but the Lord destroyed them before them and they succeeded them and dwelt in their stead. Now, um, so basically they were talking about this, this uh, tribe of giants called the Anakims. The Lord destroyed them and the people that he used to destroy them, the Israelites, dwelt in their stead, meaning he dwelt in the land that they possessed. Just like when, and I believe that's in reference to the promised land, when they went in there and, and you know, dealt with all the different tribes of the giants when they went in there and, and uh, possessed the promised land. Then Deuteronomy 9.2, a people great and tall, the children of the Anakims, whom thou knowest, of whom thou hast heard say, who can stand before the children of Anak? Uh, if you're concentrating on their stature and on their the fact that they're giants and on the fact that they're, you know, basically, I'm sure they were very, very fierce, very, very, you know, powerful warriors and all this other stuff. You do not want to focus on that. You want to focus on God. Next verse. Well, let me just read the last one again and then I'll go to the next verse because they go together. A people great and tall, the children of the Anakims, whom thou knowest, of whom thou hast heard say, who can stand before the children of Anak? Next verse. Understand therefore this day that the Lord thy God is he which goeth over before thee. See, God's going before them. As a consuming fire, he shall destroy them. And he shall bring them down before thy face. So shall thou drive them out and destroy them quickly as the Lord hath said unto thee. That's what we got to focus in on right there. Deuteronomy 9.3. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, whoa, is he the same as it was in Deuteronomy 9.3? Yeah, he is. And then we have things like Jack and the Beanstalk, okay? Fee-fi-fo-fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman. Be he alive or be he dead, I'll grind his bones to make my bread. They ate up the, the people of the land. They eateth up the inhabitants thereof. Hmm. Yeah. Where else is this talked about? Well, Enoch, the book of Enoch, chapter 7. I'm not saying it's canon of scripture, but... I believe it's an expansion to a certain extent on Genesis uh, 6. Done just key in Enoch, book of Enoch. I've done whole studies on it. It says in chapter 7, and all the others together with them took unto themselves wives. Now these are talking about the fallen angels of, of Genesis 6. And each chose for himself one. That's also a confirmation of Genesis 6. And they began to go in unto them and defile themselves with them. Also a confirmation of genesis 6 and they taught them charms and enchantments and the cutting of roots and made them acquainted with plants now this is how the giants taught the women that they were procreating with witchcraft now i'm not saying obviously the the um plants and the roots okay god put those plants away but they were using them like you know you think of a witch around a cauldron eye of newton whatever whatever they put in the the thing you look at the modern day vaccines it's, it's like a absolute total 
cauldron of evil and all the ingredients in the vaccines. Well, that's why they want to inject that into you. It's nothing more than a witch's brew they're trying to get into us. And they became pregnant. Again, also confirmation Genesis 6. And they bear great giants. Genesis 6. Whose height was 3,000 L's. Now, we don't really know what kind of measurement that was, but they were big suckers. Who consumed all the acquisitions of men. And when men could no longer sustain them, meaning the giants, the giants turned against them, meaning men, and devoured mankind. What is that? That is cannibalism. And they began to sin against the birds and the beasts and the reptiles, meaning the giants began to sin against not just men. They weren't just defiling the women. They were sinning against the birds and the beasts and the reptiles and the fish. Now, hold on. Doesn't that kind of remind you of all these Greek mythological characters? You know, like the griffin and, and the minotaur and, and um, uh, all these different half kind of human looking half either fish or bird or reptile type beasts that we see a lot in not only Greek mythology but other mythologies of many different cultures. Yeah, because... Guess what, guys? It's based on truth. They didn't just make all that up and record it in their history books because they were just wanting to tell some silly little story. They sinned against the reptiles? What would that look like? If a fallen angel procreated with Would it maybe look like our modern-day representation of what we see in these UFO abduction stories, what we see in the Hollywood depictions what we see in the super super secret space program where they're kind of letting a lot of these guys that are in these programs come out and tell their stories which is called soft disclosure which is all by design on purpose wouldn't they kind of look like that wouldn't they look like they were like an intelligent reptilian well it says they were doing it back in noah's day here and to devour one another's flesh and drink the blood they were obsessed with blood drinking. Hmm. Just like the modern day occultists and Luciferians are. And then you carry it to the other extreme of where they're harvesting the adrenochrome out of the little children in these harvesting factories after terrorizing them to the greatest extent possible. And it's like this drug that they need, they get addicted to and need to live essentially because they're so addicted to it. Worse than like heroin or whatever. Yeah. I just think it's the natural evolution of all these Bible of, of all these verses that we're talking about here. And then it ends by saying that then then the earth laid accusation against the lawless ones. Because the blood of the innocents cry out from the land, just like with Cain and Abel. So eventually, um, and this is this is why God destroyed the whole earth in Genesis 6 and hit the reset button with the people they ate people on the ark and the animals because their dna had not been defiled and the whole earth had basically turned into this because the these the fallen angels and the giants were you know defiling humanity and it got so bad that you know they began to eat the humans 
They begin to devour mankind. They begin to sin against the birds, the beasts, the reptiles, the fish, and then they devoured one another's flesh. They were turning on each other and drinking their blood. So God will only put up with so much of that. So that's what we're talking about here. All right, so let's go a little bit further here. And um, now I've done teachings on the Anunnaki, okay, and the Nephilim. And I'm just going to go over the table of contents of some of these teachings. Um, this one I did on 11-18 of 2019, part one. It's my end time current event. And um, actually it's part one, two, three, part one, two, and three. And I'll just, I'm going to read you the table of contents. Now I'm giving you the links here in the PDF. Or you could probably just key in Anunnaki, but you got to make sure you kind of spell it right. Or you could just go to the PDF for this date, which will be um, November 1st, 2021. And it, every audio that I'm doing is there's a PDF connected with it generally. I mean, you know, 99.9% .9 times out of 100. There is. So table of contents. What did the early church fathers believe about the Nephilim? Basically in the Anunnaki and the Giants. Oh, the answer is going to surprise you if if you if you're uh, if you were a pastor, because you were never exposed to this. What did the early church fathers, the the ones that are respected even in the seminaries to this day, what did they believe about the Nephilim, the giants? And I I get into all this. I I you can see quotes from a whole bunch of these, and they believed in them. And they taught about them. It was not something that they um, that they uh, um, they didn't believe in, like today. And then my teachings on the Nephilim, the sons of God, fallen angels, demons, evil spirits, Tartaros, um, the sons of Seth, the daughters of Cain, Augustine of Hippo, uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas, John Calvin. A warning in Bible study. I got into all the subjects there. I give you the link to that, or you can key in that. That one's a discrete study up on the uh, up on the in internet. You can just key in um, probably Tartaros will get you there the quickest. T A R T A R O S. It's a special compartment of hell where the uh, fallen angels are are held. And then the Nephilim and Anunnaki are here. And they have been for centuries. They haven't went anywhere, guys. They're just not as prevalent as they were in Noah's day. Then, the Bible study on the biblical remedy on how to deal with the Nephilim and Anunnaki. I kind of just got into that a little bit, but I go into it further. And then, unbelievable, the Alfa Romeo automobile symbol. We see a crowned serpent eating a human man. Alfa Romeo, the car company, is as wicked as they get. It's like their family crest. It's on their, like, the lawn of the, of the people that own the company. It is a crowned serpent eating a human man. A big, big serpent. Yeah. Right there in your face. i show you a picture of it, but, I mean, you can look it up online. Um, then, part two of that same teaching. Holocaust of the Giants, actual participants that help dig up the Giants in the cover-up that always ensues. Then, is the pentagram, pentagram, Pentagon using Moab bombs, what does Moab stand for? The mother of all bombs. Okay, Are they using Moab bombs against the Giants hidden in Afghanistan? 
And there's pretty good evidence to say that they have, in certain instances, used them. Then, sleeping giants and stasis chambers ready to awaken whistleblower claims. I've reported on that many, many times. Just can't stasis chambers. Then, part one. What were the U.S. Special Forces running from in Syria? Part And then the next part, part three. Which I continue. What were the U.S. Forces, forces running from in Syria? Then two. Putin bombs Anunnaki Fortress in Syria. These are all question marks. But I read you the report. Then, the long-running TV show, Stargate SG-1. Soft disclosure according to the secret space program whistleblower. Now, if all I had was like one little part of this, you could say, well, I don't know. But when you, when you put all this stuff together and you start looking at big picture and then you start looking at what the Bible says. And then you start looking at the fact that Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man, which we're basically in right now. Whether you're pre-trib, post-trib, or mid-trib, whatever, pre-wrath, whatever you believe, we're, we're in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, what was the biggest thing going on Noah's day? Well, the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. They took them wise, all that they chose, and bore them giants, the Nephilim, the fallen ones, the men of old, the men of renown. Okay, so I'm telling you, it's coming. I mean, it's already here to a certain extent, but I think it's covered up. It's just they haven't made their big open debut yet. Then, um, this is another teaching I did on 415 of 2018, part 5. Syria tells the UN America has genetically modified super... super sorry, can't talk. Genetically modified super soldiers deployed in the country. Then, Anunnaki harvesting human corpses in Syria. Then, Nibiru Anunnaki slaughter Russian soldiers in Syria. This is stuff that they would not let out. And the guy that was putting this information out only did it for a very short period of time. And then, you didn't hear from him for, like, way over a year. And then when he came back online, he's, like, all, like, brainwashed now. He's putting out disinformation now. He's putting out information that's almost the opposite of what he was before his name was michael that's all he, he would go by russian turkish forces clash with anunnaki in syria then anunnaki whistleblower strelnikov i played this interview you can't find it anymore but you can hear it in my study strelnikov isaac stepanovich spills the beans you want to hear some of that interview Go to my teachings. Might, might be the only place that exists right now. Or at least online. Then, scary. Putin warns of GM superhuman soldiers that are worse than nukes. <laughs> I don't know about worse than nukes, but... Um, okay, now, I have got... Um, I'm going to stop it here. Because I want to play this, this uh, audio. And um, it's going to tie into this, but unfortunately, my internet's been down for hours. Probably because Satan does not want you to hear this. I already called. They were aware of it. So I've got to wait until my internet comes back online. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep recording on my text. And then I'm going to come back to this and hopefully splice all this together later. So um, the next thing you'll hear, Lord willing, is you're going to hear this interview with David Wilcock and Mike Adams. Okay. Because I said all what I just said now to prepare you to hear this interview 
with New Ager David Wilcock and um, pseudo-Christian New Ager Mike Adams of Natural Health. Because the deception that's coming is going to be unlike anything the world's ever seen. And the vast majority of the church is going to be caught totally flat-footed with what's coming. Okay, so I am, this part I am splicing back in. I finally got internet, praise God. And this is entitled, New Ager David Wilcock, who we've talked about, joins Mike Adams. Now, the whole thing about the cosmic planetary crucifixion and the cosmic Christ and all that stuff we talked about last week. This is the guy that Mike Adams is getting that information from. He joins Mike Adams to tell him about all the channeling he has gotten from a counterfeit evil entity called, guess what, Michael the Archangel, since he's been a little child. Now, remember, David Wilcock is also the person that says that he is the reincarnation of Edgar Casey, and this Michael the Archangel told him that he was reincarnated. So we know that this entity posing as Michael the Archangel is a devil. Whether it's a fallen angel, whether it's a demon or a devil, I don't know. But it's some counterfeit posing as Michael the Archangel. And this is the same entity from last week's study where General Michael Flynn was praying to. Remember how he was praying to an Elizabeth Clare prophet? Praying to Michael the Archangel? Um, this is the same entity they were praying to in our last broadcast. And also they're going to get into how non-human entities need human flesh and blood to live. Now, that is the very reason I just covered all those verses before about how, you know, the, the Nephilim and the Anunnaki devoured mankind and they ate up the inhabitants of the land. Well, um... I wanted to get into all that first to set the stage for this interview that you're going to hear, okay, that I am going to um, be obviously interjecting and narrating so that we can separate the truth from lies because not everything they're going to get into here is a lie. But it's a very, very dangerous concept that we're talking about here because this is what's going to bring us most likely into the New World Order. And it's going to be good cop, bad cop, good aliens, bad aliens, good new agers interfacing with the good aliens to bring us into the new world order where, you know, um, all the bad guys and the wicked evil cabal will be dealt with. Whether Nasera Gesera, Trump Sarah is a part of that, I don't know, but it probably will be to some extent. So I'm going to go ahead and just start playing this interview. It's going to be about a half hour here. What's interesting, especially about you, David, is that your sensitivity. So you now, you, this is Mike Adams, the supposed born again Christian, that commingles so much leaven and lies in with his warped devil theology that it just it makes your head spin. You were born with a level of sensitivity to information, and then now you found ways to to you know to write it down or to record. No, he was born demon infested and i don't know whether um he's just a walk-in whether it's mega mega generational curses where supposedly he's heard from these entities since he's been a little child he thinks of it as a gift 
But these are deceiving, lying spirits talking to him and channeling through him since he's been a little child, feeding him all this garbage about how he's so special and about how he is the reincarnation of Edgar Casey, the false prophet, and all this other garbage. So it really it really feeds to your ego and your pride and, and makes you feel real special and better than everyone else. Or to remember it. Where I think for a lot of people, Michael would say, Michael would, my, Archangel Michael, which is the source that started to talk in 1999. Okay, so this, he's been hearing from Michael the Archangel since 1999. I wasn't, I didn't even know that Michael, this supposed lying entity known as Michael the Archangel, was actually the entity communicating with him until I, I just, I saw this, this put up on Mike Adams' website this week, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to see what they're saying here, because this is talking about, at least in part, about how extraterrestrials are consuming humans for their own sustenance. Now, I've reported on that many, many times, that subject. So that kind of piqued my interest. And so I wanted to hear, but I had no idea that Michael, this supposed archangel, was where this dude is getting all his info from. From an early, from an early age. Same Michael, General Michael Flynn, Elizabeth Claire Prophet, and so many other New Agers and supposed pseudo Christians have been getting information downloads from or visitations from. So the Bible talks about. Um, so the, uh, these verses come to mind, and, and I think it's very appropriate for this topic that we're talking about here. Galatians 1 6 I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you meaning Jesus Christ into the grace of Christ unto another gospel so this is uh, I believe um, Paul addressing the Galatian yeah Paul addressing the Galatian church kind of a of, of a rebuke okay uh, Galatians is largely a rebuke to the Galatian church um, this is his first accusation he levels against them in verse 6. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him, from him that called you, Jesus Christ, into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Now, we're going to hear another gospel today from good old David Wilcock, the New Ager, which is not another, but there are some that trouble you that would pervert the gospel of Christ. But the we, or an angel from heaven. Now, this could be, and this would be, if it was a true angel from heaven, would they would not pervert the gospel of Christ. Okay, I think we can all agree on that. But a devil posing as an angel, and they can, if, if Satan can be transformed into an angel of light, it says it's no marvel that his ministers can be transformed into ministers of righteousness. So we know that Satan can be transformed into an angel of light, meaning, oh, he's so beautiful. Oh, look at him. He's, well, he's called the light bringer. Okay. Lucifer is the light bringer. That's what, that's what that means. So, um, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be surprised that an angel can counterfeit this. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, than that which we have preached unto you. Let him be accursed. So this Michael the Archangel preaches a totally false gospel. Teaches its, it's adherence, oh, you're a reincarnation. Oh, this and that. And it's all lies from the pit of hell. Let this supposed counterfeit 
Michael the Archangel, the Bible says, let him be accursed. So this is where I, that was a, an appropriate thing to interject here. So let's go further. Um, after I've been doing this for a couple of years, it kind of upgraded. Uh, and we'll talk about that. But Michael always says that we are all capable of talking this way. I'm not special. I don't have a special ability, except in the sense, I guess, according to Michael's terminology, that I've done this in other lifetimes. <laughs> so Michael's telling him, yeah, you did this in other lifetimes, kid. So you were, you were, you polished up on this from your other lifetimes. So you were just better out of the womb at channeling devils like me and communicating with devils like me, the counterfeit Michael Archangel. So everybody could do this if they're adept enough that witchcraft, if they've got enough generational curses, if they've invited Satan in enough, sure anybody can do it. So I'm giving you my interpretation of what David Wilcock is telling you. I'm giving you the biblical interpretation though. And I have a, it's easier for me to get started in another lifetime because I already did it before. Oh. He stresses a lot. The Bible says is it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. We don't just get get to go on the wheel of karma and come back as, you know, if we did it wrong, come back as a dung beetle until we get it right. It doesn't work that way. Very appealing to man's carnality, though. Well, if I, if I mess up in this life, you know, I can just come back as a whatever and then try to redo that. No, it doesn't work that way. Everybody can do this. It's not anything about being a special person. Got it. Right, right. Well, I, anybody can get involved with witchcraft and can access Satan and invite him in. I agree. I would agree that that that. Every, and so does good old Mikey. I mean, he's right there, lockstep with the Mister Born Again Christian Mike Adams. One, every mind is this uh, amazing gift of creation, you know, that can connect to so much information. And I, wouldn't you say? Well, I guess is my question to you. So much of what the media does or, or censorship or the fear programming is really about keeping you hyper-focused in this crisis of the now instead of allowing you to let go of this fake crisis usually and, and, and get information from other places that, that's rooted in truth. Right. So Michael says that most of our people on earth live in true helplessness. And true helplessness is a state in which the higher beings manifest karmic comeuppance for you. You get a karmic experience, a wheel of karma. <laughs> and as you go through this experience and you suffer horribly, you gain no new spiritual insight than you did the last time you got the same lesson with different people. That's yeah, because he's talking about the, the, the wheel of karma reincarnation cycle, which is a total lie from the pit of hell. True helplessness. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, exactly. So, so most of us exist in true helplessness. Another thing that they say in the law of one is the law of one. I believe I've even done a study on that one. Um, I'm going to see if I did. Most of your peoples exist in a state of perpetual childhood. Huh. Uh, and I think that the big lesson on earth right now is about children learning to become adults, which means that you don't have to do what mommy and daddy want anymore and you can make your own decisions. I completely agree. I've, I've often felt that this process of sort of the, the end of the era of scarcity and fear uh, is actually a transition from infanthood into adulthood or childhood into adulthood. And, and as adults, you know, we, we have, to, we have, as a civilization of adults, we have to process information in a different way. And, and we have to 
you know, consider the future ramifications of present-day actions, and we, we must also stop being the child victims all the time, right? That's a key, I think. Okay, so the verse that just came into my mind um, regarding this uh, is Romans 1. And it's basically talking about, and I'll start at verse 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. That's what Mike Adams and uh, David Wilcock do. They hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifest in them for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his external power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. All this new age mumbo jumbo and all this reincarnation wheel of karma garbage, this is just some new age lie from the pit of hell. They're without excuse because if you look up into the heavens and you look around you and you just look at your own body and you see that we're fearfully and wonderfully made and then how everything has to work together for us to just live and there's no possible way this could have just ever come together just by chance. You're without excuse, Mike Adams and David Wilcock. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. And this is the verse that came to mind, professing themselves to be wise like David Wilcock, like Mike Adams. They became fools. That's what the Bible says about them, these types. Oh, we got it all figured out, this big new age, wheel of karma, reincarnation. Talk to my, Michael the Archangel. They don't compare any of that with Scripture. They don't, they don't compare any of all their unbiblical actions with Scripture because they could care less. They pick and choose out of Scripture what they like. And they discard the rest. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. It's so important to recognize that if you, if you don't heal the trauma that you had as a child, you might as well be walking around on a broken leg without having splinted it or set it or anything. If you don't heal your emotional trauma, if you don't allow yourself to cry sometimes, if you don't allow yourself to think about and review memories that happened before, and of course, under the guise of forgiveness. In other words, dwelling on your past is not the exercise. The exercise is to reflect on your past with the understanding that all is sacramental and that all can be forgiven. Yeah, but where's Jesus Christ in that whole scenario? Jesus Christ can heal those wounds, but this is some type of man-centered, I'm going to achieve my own healing by reflecting on the traumas of my past. And it's just, it's, it's not biblical in that regard. I'm not saying we should bury the things in our past, but give them to the Lord Jesus Christ, the great physician. Well, very, very wise words. Um, I want to, if it's okay with you, I want to bring us back to what you have going on right now with this new course, because uh, I, I have a feeling that you and I could sit in a room and just brainstorm for 12 hours straight. And Maybe sure, we will, you know, we're going to be fun. Maybe so. I would, I would definitely welcome that. Um, in the meantime, we'll bring you out to the we'll bring you out to the factory, and you you know we'll uh, 
we could tape about the, the coming free energy anti-gravity movement that we oh, got here. And I'd love yeah. to have you be a part of that. Well, I, I would love to be a part of that. Let's let, let's actually talk about some of that. You mentioned some technologies that, that have existed for, you know, eons that are about to be disclosed. This is part of your new course, The Disclosure. Uh, could you give us a, an overview of what this is all about? Okay, so... Um, in the in the first of all, let me just say one quick thing, which is that throughout the entire year 1999, I was uploading everything that Michael said onto my website in just raw data, raw transcripts. There's an incredible time loop going on between 1999 and everything is happening now. And in the last three YouTube videos that I did, the last four now, I've been going through these prophecies every Sunday. Um, in these prophecies is two different encoded mentions of Pete Peterson. They, his real name was Gary, and I think they called him Gerald Sanderson. So they got pretty close. Gerald Sanderson, Gary Peterson. They don't. They can't give you the exact name because it would violate free will. But they try to get close, just like with Nostradamus. When Nostradamus, again, Nostradamus was a was a false prophet. He got way more wrong than he ever got right. But oh, the ones he got right, oh, oh, oh. no, the true test of a prophet, which is Deuteronomy eighteen, is you got to get it right one hundred percent of the time, all the time, and you cannot steer somebody away from the Lord Jesus Christ from the Word of God. You can't get them away from God. That's according, I believe, Deuteronomy thirteen. So there's two tests there, and there's probably some other parameters, but you know these these types of Prophets never ever get it right 100% of the time with these new agers, ever. This source talked about Hitler. It said Hister, if you remember that. I do, yeah. So I just had another one. This you know what? A real true biblical prophecy doesn't have to mince words and change things around and, and so violating the whatever he said. Again, his test of a prophet is. Totally a mumbo-jumbo, new-age pack of garbage. The Bible's test of a prophet, Deuteronomy 18, is whatever the prophet says, you got to get it right 100% of the time, all the time. Period. It's black and white. But see, the new-agers love to have all this gray area. And this is what the modern-day pseudo-prophets in the, in the supposed Christian church do. They get it wrong almost every single time. But my people love to have it so. And they just go back for more as the Bible talks about. Most of them do. So they just keep giving them false prophets. The devil keeps giving them what they want. This morning, the very beginning of 1999, it said, Welcome Slyn, S-L-Y-N-N, which is one letter off from Flynn. And S even looks like F. So it could be Welcome Flynn. But then you could also take the S from Slyn. See, this is such garbage. God doesn't make you jump through all these asinine hoops in order to figure out what he's trying to tell you. It's either in the word of God, or if you were to receive a real prophecy, that wouldn't be all nebulous and weird like this. And stick it on the... You know why? Because God is not the author of confusion. And this is confusion. Welcome, and then you get welcomes Lynn, which is like Lynn Wood and Mike Lindell. Oh please! And and so in yeah, the, the the more of the false Q prophets or whatever that are that are um you know with the Trump movement. So there we go, connecting the New Age with Trump, with um um the Q movement, with all the the false prophets, most likely with Gesera Nasera, Trump Sarah in the end. One in in like two words, they they encoded General Flynn, Mike Lindell. Yeah, General Flynn. 
General Flynn, who we just reported on last week, who prayed to the Mark, the Archangel Michael in a prayer and invoked the seven, the Luciferium, Madame Blavatsky, seven rays concept in the prayer. In, in the Lord of Hosts church for that devil that has that church. Okay, so see, see how we're getting all this interconnection? It's not by accident. And this is why I, I really wanted to, th- th- this is why this is the perfect teaching to do after last week. If you haven't heard that one, stop now, listen to that one where I talk about Michael Flynn and then come and listen to this one. And Lynn Wood all at once, which just blew me away. Yeah. And I just saw that this morning. Uh, so what I'm all, all liars, all, all have been proven lie. Just went along with the Q movement, um, which was totally false. Uh, my, basically, all of them were saying that Trump was going to get in for a second term. Didn't happen. Okay, not not when they said it was going to happen. And yet we're just supposed to go from one pile of vomit to the next to the next line pile of vomit and act like the last one didn't matter. Getting now is to the idea that. It appears from the 1999 stuff that everyone I was going to meet and everything that happened to me was being guided by Michael, whatever Michael is. Michael the Archangel. Yeah, well, you better be questioning what Michael is because it ain't the Michael. It ain't the Michael Archangel of the Word of God. It's not that Michael for sure. It's some lying, devil, deceitful spirit. So I met Pete in 2009, and he claimed to be the most valuable player for technology for the deep state. He, he would hang out with Rumsfeld, he would hang out with Dick Cheney, he would hang out with Ronald Reagan, uh, and they asked him to invent things that they needed. For example, certain highly oxygenated fuels for jets uh, were eating through the metal in the tank, and he actually invented a coating that will cause metal to no longer rust. And so that's one of the things that we could leak out in the future. So. In 2009, he introduced me to another insider that we're calling Ben. And he said to me that Ben built, I don't know if I can say this, but I mean, he's already said this before, that Ben built spaceships that we're using in this off-planet situation, which is, you know, when you really find out what's going on and what's happening on Earth, it's very depressing, and it totally fits with biblical prophecy. Because of- Okay, so now here's where he tries to start appealing to the Christians, which he knows a lot of the people that follow Mike Adams are Christians, and that Mike Adams claims to be a born-again Christian. Okay, so it would be very, very important for a satanic conduit like david wilcock to reach out and to deceive christians because that's that would be of paramount importance for him fulfilling his true calling for satan it appears that both gray aliens and reptilians are feeding on human bodies that's one of the things that you learn i've heard that for years for years from not not from this guy from a lot of other unrelated various and sundry sources and I've reported on that for years. And then we look at what we covered today regarding the Anunnaki and the Nephilim and the giants, how they were eating up the inhabitants of the land and consuming all the acquisitions of men. And then they turned on man and ate man. So that shouldn't really be a surprise to us. We need to get rid of these human traffickers. We need to get these aliens out of here because they are demons. Now, he's not just talking about all aliens. He's talking about the bad aliens. There's good cop aliens and there's bad cop aliens. That's always a common theme with these New Agers. 
And it's worse than you think. It's a lot worse than you think. What's going on with the border? Most of those people are not going to become American citizens. That's what they call a meat wagon. And I heard about meat wagons all the way back in 2010. That they let people through the border. They put them on a bus. They drive them into an underground base. Right. And whatever happens from there. Well, I, I reported on that. And this is why you can listen to a guy like this. And there's certain things you can glean. And there's certain very cutting edge things you can glean. But man, it's a minefield. And you've got to be careful. And you've got to compare everything with scripture. And be like a Berean. You know, just be very, very cautious. And and we, we know the guy is um, <clears throat> obviously getting a lot of his info from this these demonic spirits. Uh, he's being lied to. And he's just perpetuating and disseminating those very lies. But there are things that, that you know, he gets into that are, are the truth. We, we are very much aware of that. I wasn't going to get into that in this, but since you bring it up, it, it's confirmed through so many sources people on the ground we know, we know that that's happening you're exactly right and it's 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 not just children it's adults too if you look at uh, see i can say things on brighteon that i've never want to say on youtube that's true yeah well welcome to brighteon uh, go for it you know <laughs> okay so let's talk about this a little bit there's a movie called jupiter ascending uh that was made by the wachowskis which they're the they're the sisters who made the matrix right i guess they identify as women now so um mm. When right. we see Jupiter ascending, there's reptilians and there's greys in the movie. Uh-huh. And the spindly little greys are also answering to these people who in the movie are humans, but they're human-looking extraterrestrials, and they work with the reptilians. And what you find out in Jupiter ascending is that these human-looking extraterrestrials are soaking in a liquid bath that's made from human bodies. Yes. This is apparently what greys have to do to survive. That's yes. why their DNA is breaking down. Mm-hmm. Is that- I have heard that for years, this concept of what he... Greys don't actually eat like you and I would. Greys actually sit in a vat of humanized goo, whatever, you know, human cells, blood, whatever, and absorb it through their skin. And I also believe they excrete their waste products through their skin whatever their version of urine and feces is and it's one of the reasons they stink so incredibly bad the grays do now have do i know all this for i'm just telling you what i've heard over the years through different research he's confirming this regarding this jupiter ascending movie i don't advise you watch the movie but Basically, what the Earth is viewed as by these um, human-looking extraterrestrials is a harvesting center. And they believe they own the Earth, and all the inhabitants of the Earth are potentially fit for harvest. And they let the, the populations get to a certain point where they'll go in and cull the planet, and they make this substance... One of it, uh, I forget they've got different names, but one of the names for it was like nectar and like a bottle of this stuff, like a maybe a 16 ounce glass tube of this. It takes like a hundred people to make this substance that is in. Now, this is in the movie. I'm not saying this is perfectly accurate regarding ETs and stuff, but the concept is what I'm trying to tell you that they're indicating and they're telegraphing through Hollywood, through a show like Jupiter Ascending, 
is that humans are a commodity and they're there to be harvested and this um substance that in the movie they bathe in at least the humanoid ones uh, we know from the reports i've seen that the grays bathe in some type of substance so they're reliant upon humans in some way shape or form for their survival the reptilians their preferred food source is human beings okay uh preferably babies and um young small children and and then what does the um what does that smack of with this substance that is in this show jupiter ascending that they're harvesting from humans well it smacks of adrenochrome harvesting because that substance that they bathe in the one queen comes and says oh how old do you think i am to the one girl and she says well maybe late 40 she says i'm fourteen thousand and six years old or something okay so <clears throat> this entity was supposedly over fourteen thousand years old because she bathed in this particular substance that was made directly by killing humans now the people like hitlery and those that partake of the adrenochrome sometimes you'll see hillary and she looks like she's on death's doorstep and she's old and haggard and then you'll see her now granted i understand then there's the whole concept of clones and body doubles and i, I get that i understand that but the adrenochrome is not only highly addictive but it is a rejuvenation type thing they're they're harvesting this this um it's almost like they're vampirizing and harvesting the youthfulness of a child and that's why when they go into these adrenochrome harvesting centers and if you don't know what that means just key in adrenochrome in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com i just have covered this a lot lately when they go in there they will put out what they call a plus adrenochrome initially typically and then what happens is is over time as they're used up they can't produce a plus and the the the, the um type of adrenochrome that the children are producing in their blood degrades until it gets to f where it cannot be used anymore and each grade has a different price that's sold on the black market like a d minus grade you'll be able to get a lot more of that compared to an a plus grade you'd have to pay maybe 10 times more i don't, I don't know the people in hollywood the people that are consuming this the politicians the non-human entities they pay big money for this and they get addicted to it so they are dependent to a certain extent upon the child sex trafficking and the child trafficking programs a big reason that they're coming up through the mexican border and they're bringing these children is so that they can disappear them into these underground bases and never be seen again which is what he just talked about which is what i've talked about a lot in the last year or so well well really since biden got in office all of this is interlinked and tied together it's it's too horrible to even comprehend hardly but we have talked about this and got into this over and over and over in different teachings and all of it's linked together and it builds on each other when the child finally cannot produce any quality adrenochrome that's when they're taken out and they're hunted they go into those the most dangerous game was what dick cheney 
refers to it as, or the people in the know. Dick Cheney has a big ranch in like Montana or something, I believe, or he used to, and they would go out there and hunt them. Now, who got who confirmed that? Well, many MK Ultra mind control slaves that escape, Kathy O'Brien being one of them. Sometimes they are hunted but not killed. I believe Kathy O'Brien that was done to her. She ended up escaping at the end, so she actually lived to tell the tale of Dick Cheney and these hunting games. Now, I don't think she was ever she wasn't harvested for adrenochrome either. She was actual MK Ultra sex kitten mind control slave. That's different than somebody that's being harvested for their adrenochrome production. When those children can't produce it, they, they are taken and then they're, they're given to these hunting parties and they hunt them and they kill them and that's the end. That way they're totally 100% used up for Satan. And this is the world we live in, unfortunately. And a lot of what he's saying is confirming this, but you've got to be very careful what you're gleaning from this guy. They, their genetics, they cloned themselves off of a small subject pool. But the part that we don't know is that the way that they try to stay alive is by using human growth factors and stem cells. And uh, we, as in our secret government, have made the greys an alternative option that can keep them alive, but they don't like the taste. So there's still human trafficking. So like if you go back to the Tom DeLonge disclosures that happened in whenever that was, 2015-ish, or whatever year it was, I can't really remember now, maybe 2017, something like that. But anyway, when the Tom DeLonge stuff came out, they showed you these sightings from a, a UFO around the USS Nimitz. You remember that? Of course yes. you Okay, I'm going to tell you something really dark, and I'm sorry, but what's happening is that those UFOs are pulling up to corrupted U.S. military elements, and then they pick up their payment from the ship, if you follow what I'm saying by payment. They're picking up their payments. Children, typically. And again, they, they, from, from what my research indicates, the supposed ETs, these tall grays, grays, reptilians, the, they're the ones that showed humanity how to do the adrenochrome harvesting. <clears throat> they were the ones that originally wanted it, and then they showed the wicked factions of humanity and probably the non-human entities that walk among us, and then they wanted it, and you know it was a way that they could use as a control mechanism. But in order to do that, you have to have more and more children in order to supply that adrenochrome. Our military is doing this. We took a crappy deal. We took a horrible deal. And we now have enough technology that we can actually get rid of these people and stop the payments. But in order to do that, we're going to need a civilian space force. We're going to need a civilian-led, or at least a civilians with military, so that we can go against corrupted aspects of our own infrastructure that are actually cooperating with these beings and using this for uh, their own sustenance, I guess. And wouldn't you know, I got a tractor driving right behind me. As no, it's okay. And then, you know, Trump, of course, highlighted uh, Space Force, and it's something that I think the Biden regime is trying to, to shut down. But politics aside, uh, there are at least according to the sources I've spoken with, uh, white hat sources inside the military intelligence and also Space Force and so on, that that are, are you know, talking amongst themselves and to certain people about this battle is being waged right now. This is actually happening. 
There is a war going on with the Draco right now. And Pete would talk to me about this. And he said that we were winning. Um, there's about, from what Pete said, there's about 3,500 of these ships out there that, that Ben built at least, uh, that we're using. And he said, there's Americans all over the galaxy. He said that we have colonized 65 locations off planet earth throughout the galaxy. And that each one of these locations typically will have at least 3,500 soldiers there. So, and so the first big all, thing is to fight these reptilians. Um, in fact, I just got a whole bunch of new information on the Draco today, believe it or not. Uh, they are distributed all throughout the constellation Draco. And apparently the reason the constellation Draco was named that way is because there's a lot of them out there. Right. So we are going to have to deal with this. We're going to have to deal with the human trafficking. We're going to have to stop. So, so what I'm trying to say, Mike, is that there's a direct through line between Greys, Satanism, Illuminati, human trafficking, and extraterrestrial UFO sightings. Okay, let me explain this to you, because I wanted to do this somewhere, but not on YouTube. <laughs> Understandably, yes. So who, Alistair, Alistair Crowley, arguably is the author of Satanism. The modern Satanism that the Cabal follows was created by Alistair Crowley. They love him. Okay, and I'm sure you know that. So... What you, Who is intricately tied with with Mana Blavatsky, H.P. Blavatsky, and and Alice Bailey and these other Luciferians? They're all intertwined with the Seven Ray evocation that we talked about, the Luciferian Seven Ray concept. Um, <clears throat> it's all tied together, and that's all tied in with the channeling with Michael the Archangel. Now he's not going to tell you that. He's going to conveniently leave that out. But I'm telling you that this is, at the root of it, it is all deception. There is some truth you can glean, but there's so much deception commingled with this. You may not realize is that Aleister Crowley was contacted by a being called Lam, L-A-M. Right. And if you look up Lam, it's a gray, or it looks grayish. It's like a gray hybrid with more human-looking eyes. Yeah. Lam is the being that taught Crowley how to do satanic ceremonies, how to summon beings like him, mm -hmm. okay, which involves the, the, the sacrificing of, of life forms. So, so the aliens brought this to us. You understand? They want, they want the elite to practice this, and an alien taught Crowley how to do... It, but it was posing as an alien, but the reality is, is what it was was a demonic devil maybe maybe a fallen angel posing as this entity but it's all under the guise of satan's kingdom it's not just some alien from you know alpha whatever century that you know came billions of light years to us to just do this this these entities have existed here and have always been with us. But they're going to make you think, oh, this has come from all this, you know, billions of light years away. And, and, and now we're in this big galactic battle. It's the same battle we were in in Genesis 6. It's just a very, very different way it's being presented. But it's the same thing that Jesus warned about as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. It's just a very different way they're presenting it now. Satanism. 
So these are demons. And you talk about this, Mike, but I'm just trying to connect some dots for you. So what then happens is... Well, yeah, but j j just, just a second, if you don't mind me interjecting. Sure. J just to help connect the dots uh, for the listeners here as well. So when we talk about globalists and their, their current spike protein release for human depopulation, or what I've called uh, trying to transform the planet into a post-human future, this is just a subset of what you're talking about, which is the extraterrestrial, you know, the, the, the evil extraterrestrials have come in and taught the globalists how to do this and actually how to empower uh, more, uh, more invocations of those dark forces through the mass extermination and sacrifice of living conscious human beings. Right. Is that correct? Right. And, and I mean, I agree with that from, from the, I don't, I don't believe that they're these alien Again, far away entities. I think they've always been with us. I just believe this is all part of Satan's kingdom. Whether they're devils, demons, fallen angels posing as these things, whether they're non-human entities, whether they're um, hybridizations of fallen angels uh, commingling with reptilians like the Book of Enoch talks about. It's probably a little bit of everything. So, so here's my understanding. Not all greys are doing this, okay? So I want to make that clear. There, there appear to be other... I mean, obviously, we're in a huge galaxy, and everybody looks human, so there's going to be humans that have big eyes that are not evil. However, one of the main contingents of greys that are here that are working with our secret government, they require human protein to survive, or so they think. They like the taste. They soak in it like a bath. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they prepare it. I don't know... Uh, they don't need, so the, the Greys apparently don't need Satanism to be involved in the, in the preparation of the food. But the reptilians do. The reptilians, uh, they prefer to eat meat, whereas the Greys actually do kind of like a, a blended <laughs> human shake. A human smoothie, yeah, got it. <laughs> so um, it's very, I'm sorry to talk about this, but I feel like somebody's, I got to get this out somehow. You know, if something happened to me, I wanted to make sure everybody knows this. So uh, I don't think anything will, but, you know. Well, you know, if, if you don't mind me interjecting again, sure. let's remember that a couple of U.S. states have legalized the uh, liquefaction of dead human remains to be flushed into the municipal sewer systems, okay. which is collected by, you know, trucks, and it's called then uh, biosolids, and it's spread onto the farms to be used as fertilizer. And this is something that we've documented extensively, and just, just, the reason I'm pointing this out is because this, this recycling of kind of like the matrix where the living are ground up and fed, I'm sorry, the dead are fed to the living, which was in the matrix 1999, uh, this is actually happening even without the, the other things that you've just mentioned. So for anybody well, watching... The, the Wachowski movie Jupiter Sending talks about it. Right. And then, and then Cloud Atlas, right? They got the soap, which is a human drink that they're drinking. Yeah, so this is, I mean, if anybody watching this is saying, oh, this couldn't possibly be true, go look up Washington state law about disposing of human remains in the sewer system that was legalized, I think, two years ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even know that. That's disgusting. Well, it's part of the you know, bio. It's a Mike Adams show. You got to expect anything when you get on with Mike Adams. <laughs> well, no, you're you're hitting me with all kinds of stuff I didn't know. So keep going. Well, We're... I want you to know this because everybody is everybody in your community, my community, our community. You know, we're talking about Christianity. We're talking about demons, and and I want to make some dots connect. Okay, 
so that you understand that what the Bible was talking about is absolutely true. So it, the, 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 the greys apparently don't need the victim to be tortured at all. They could take any, any human, and it doesn't matter. But with the Draco, they really need the victim to have suffered. Part of what they feed on is the energy that we release. The luge. This is what, what they feed off on the battlefields, at war, or, or wherever. Um, like they're harvesting adrenochrome. That, that's obviously present in the adrenochrome. But there are demons and devils that feed off this particular energy of suffering and agony and torture. Um, and again, I've talked about this before in other studies, but, you know. In death, in suffering. Um, right. There is a way to feed on that, apparently, yeah. energetically. Yeah. And I've talked yeah, about how there yeah. was a guy named uh, Bulakoff who took fish eggs, and then he put them next to fish eggs that were older. The older fish eggs will actually suck the health out of the younger fish eggs and kill them. And you can do this in a hermetically sealed container where the only thing in between is, is, is uh, quartz, which allows ultraviolet to pass through. If you put a glass slide in there, so that the ultraviolet photons can't pass through, then the weaker fish eggs do not die and wither. They're fine. So there's some method by which the stronger fish eggs suck the actual health, energy, and vitality out of the weaker eggs, apparently having to do with ultraviolet photons stored in the DNA itself. And so when you block those ultraviolet photons from being sucked out of the room, now the eggs don't die. This is apparently the same principle in the spiritual sense where negative entities can feed on fear and feed on suffering. Mm -hmm. So then well, that's what demons feed off of. I mean, if, if, if somebody has a demon of, um, I don't know, let's say a demon associated with child molestation. Well, then that demon is going to compel most likely that guy to want to molest children. When that guy molests the children, that demon is fed off the fear and off the torture that the child is going through. That's how demons operate. That's what they consider as food. Okay, this is why demons seek to inhabit a body. Okay, because they're they're feeding off different types of emotions. If, if, if it's a demon of lying, when that person lies... That demon's getting fed. This is why you look at serial killers like Jeffrey Dahmer and these types, and they were like asking him, well, why, you know, why were you doing this? And he's like, and what did this stem from? He's like, I don't even, you know, there was nothing really in my childhood. I, I, I grew up in a good family. I, I, I this and that, and, and um, I just started having these compulsions, and they're demons, and they're probably generational, and there's probably other factors. And then when you act on it, then more demons come in, which will further then perpetuate the cycle and cause that person to do even more depraved things. Because the demons, just like Satan, are never satisfied. They need more and more depraved acts. They need you to go further until you're ultimately committing, in that particular case, like murder. You know? And then you, you could get in all the depraved things that Jeffrey Dahmer did. Well, those were the demons causing him to act these things out. It didn't start out like with his first victim. He hit with like a barbell or something or, or a dumbbell. And 
it wasn't all like the really super mega perverse stuff he was getting into later with his other victims. It escalated because the demons always require more, more come into you as you do more depraved acts. And um, they are going to try to compel you to do even more sick things. That's how they get fed. In, in this context, most human beings living today are living in an oblivious uh, human crop plantation, essentially, which is being harvested for that life force energy plus the human proteins for the human smoothies that, that you mentioned. And again, this is exactly what they talked about in the Matrix back in 99, that there were entire fields that were harvested. And all even batteries were all plugged into the Matrix to feed the Matrix. That's right. And, and by the way, the elimination of the family is part of what's necessary to say that we don't need mothers any longer, that we can grow babies in these harvest farms or we can grow them through, you know, modern medical science, what have you. So they, they eliminate the, the family and the motherhood and then they eliminate the connection between the child and its mother. I agree. So I want to I want to finish this because it is dark, but I think we should get through it. Um, so the next stage would be to see that you can, if, if I mean, I, I would never, ever want to be involved in this, but these depraved people can perform a ceremony and summon these beings. I don't know if, if a gray is going to necessarily look like a gray. He might project some other image that looks like a gargoyle or a more traditional demon. It might still be a gray. Uh, but they do apparently become visible at the end of these ceremonies. So one of my insiders said that there's a, one of the laptop videos is of a, of a session ending and something materializing at the end. Um, he only heard the audio of it. He hasn't seen See, Satan will make you go through all these elaborate hoops and all these elaborate ceremonies where child sacrifice is involved to get the privilege and honor of having some devil or demon manifest and grant you either whatever you're trying to get or more power or whatever. This is typically for always some kind of self-centered reason that you're doing this. It yet, And I don't know if ever, any of us are going to see this, but we also need to be prepared that part of the big awakening that we're about to go through could be a much more sobering and terrifying realization that the people who are praying to demons are actually getting results where these demons appear in front of them. And we're going to all know this as an absolute fact. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, you're, you're, you are not the first person to, to relate that exactly, that we're going... That's really? right. That's right. Ooh. Well, yeah. I know that some of the same people are talking to you and me. He won't admit it to me, but I'm pretty sure that's the same guy. One of them. Yeah, well, yeah, my, it is a guy and uh, who warned me about the materialization. Yeah. But he I also, can't wait. <laughs> Bring that. Bring that. Because they're going to get the sword of the Spirit from me. They're going to get praising the Lord Jesus Christ from me. Let's all praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's raise our hands to the Lord Jesus Christ and give him praise and honor and glory and worship. They don't like that, guys. You want to talk about something that's it's like throwing battery acid on them? Do that. Start quoting scripture with faith behind it. 
When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise up against thee in condemnation thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the service of the Lord, and the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. You just quote all kind of stuff to them. They'll love every bit of it. Don't, I mean, they will definitely love it. <laughs> I can't wait. I mean, do you know how many people will get saved if they, if that actually, um, that concept of what I just described, that was caught on video and that got out? Oh, man. Because they would see where the real power is. These devils and demons do not have, if they were so big and bad and all of a sudden, why would they have to jump through these nine billion hoops? to try to deceive humanity, to try to get humanity to voluntarily, like with this kill shot, take this kill shot so that their DNA is defiled, so that their, you know, DNA has been overwritten. Because see, they can't just do whatever they want to do. They've got to have humanity basically saying, I'll do it. I'll go along with you, Satan, for the sake of whatever. They've got to have you voluntarily complying. If they were so big and bad, why haven't they taken over the planet so, way long ago? Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years. Why? Because they can't. The only thing they've got, and Satan is desperate, and it's in you know the final hours of Satan, is deception to get you to volunteer to go into that system. And they're typically going to try to do it out of fear, getting you to fear something Oh, am I going to get COVID? Or am I going to lose my job? Or, oh, oh, is this going to happen? Well, if that's what it takes to get you to take the kill shot, then they got plenty of that to give you. They're not all powerful. They're, they're not all big and bad like they, like they claim to be. And they can be vanquished with the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Or just praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Get, get glad. Get happy if you see these things manifest. Just start praising the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise his holy name. Bless his holy name. Start worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ and Father God in front of them. See what happens. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. So told me, um, I, won't, I won't reveal who he is, of course, but he also told me that if, if it takes material form, if it, if it has flesh or bones or tendons or what have you, then you can fight it in the physical world as well, right? right. So they it's are not fallible. Yeah. They, are, they are physical beings that can die. That's right. Right. Yeah. So hence that my AR-15. <laughs> yeah. But that's not what I would rely upon in dealing with these things. I would much rather advise you to quote scripture and praise and worship and you know sing to the lord and praise and, and but see you're show, what that's doing is you're you're exercising faith your ex and faith is a muscle if you don't use it it atrophies it, it gets smaller so that's exercising your faith and, and those demons can't those devils and demons falling they can't hold up under that i'm telling you but they they're trying to create this this race of Christians that are totally devoid of faith and, and don't and, and can't fight their way out of a paper bag because they're trying to convince everybody that Satan's really the one that has the power and oh look at he's got control of all the governments and he's control of all this and he's control of all that who cares the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein all things were made by him meaning Jesus Christ and without 
and without him was not anything made that was made. That's John chapter 1. Or at least the last part of what I quoted. Jesus created the universe. Satan cannot and never will be able to top that. He's a defeated foe. So with with I have I have copper I'm expanding copper tip bullets because I've also been told yeah. that copper has specific properties That's true. against um a, a 50 cal copper round from from what I've heard will take out a giant. A 50 cal solid copper round well will take out a giant in the head a headshot. Now, but is that practical for most people? <laughs> These things can move like gazelles. The, the, the special op teams that have tried to fight them in Afghanistan, I mean, these things come out of the, these, the, the one came out of the cave and he's, they're so fast that they could barely, it took a whole, killed the first team totally. In fact, I got into that in one of the studies that I talked about today. And then the second team that went in there, they were told just aim for its head, aim for its head. They probably weren't using 50 cal either. They were probably using a lot smaller bullets and they probably weren't copper. They were able to take it down, but it still killed a whole bunch of them. I'm not going to rely on that. That's not what I'm going to rely on. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through the pulling down of strongholds, is what the Bible says. I'm telling you, when you're dealing with these types of entities, I'm not listen, I'm not opposed to killing them. I'm not opposed to a 50 round, a, a 50 uh, uh, caliber, full uh, copper bullet into its head. I'm not opposed to that at all. I'm just saying, I don't think that's the approach God's going to have me take personally. Now, you may be in a situation where you have access to a lot of that equipment. And maybe, you know, you are. And I'm not going to, man, I'm not going to say a word against nobody that's doing that. That's God's work, if you ask me. Killing these entities is God's work. Because they're pure evil. They can do no good. If they could, why did God have to wipe out the whole world? In Genesis 6, in Noah's day, they had corrupted and defiled everything outside the eight people on the ark and the animals on the ark. God had to hit the reset button. Supernatural forces as well. So uh, one, of the, one of the strange things that I heard is that if you live in a, in a desert area, grays don't like walking on sand or dirt of any kind. They, they can't. They actually can't. They, they really, really don't like it. So... Uh, apparently one of the ways that they will capture the grays around area 51 is just put a little piece of wood on the desert floor and the gray will never walk off of the wooden plate onto the desert sand. He really? can't walk on the desert for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a silica or a silicon issue because that's, well, if their body absorbs nutriment, right? Yeah. If they, if they soak through their skin, then their whole body is is sort of like something that could ingest so yeah that might be what it is they don't want the silica and the and the you know well you know court i mean quartz is made out of silicon right the, the element silicon right so quartz is just uh different colored quartz are, are silicon elements with different so-called impurities like iron or, or what have you and that gives it different colors so you know a lot more about the, about quartz than i do so does that 
It might be yeah, some interesting. Honestly, you know, that's just a, that, that thing about capturing the gray in the desert. I have no idea why that works, but I like that we're speculating on it because probably in the post disclosure future, we're all going to have to ask these questions of ourselves. You know, what are these beings? What's going on? But to just get back real quick to, you know, bad pun intended, the food chain. Yeah. Yeah. We can get there's so many tangents for us where this can go in 50 directions, but go ahead. Yeah, this is stuff that I think you're probably the best person to disclose it with. Um, so anyway, to really kind of get this whole thing going, the grays, this particular species of grays, which we call the zeta reticulans, right? The zeta reticulans are working with the Draco. They both need people. The, the reticulans taught us how to perform the rituals correctly. And our secret government Illuminati folks began practicing this. So it appears in the case of certain types of, of extraterrestrials, the, the evil ones. They're all evil. That what is happening is that they go through this ceremony. They terminate the victim. They uh, remove the, the blood, which may or may not be consumed immediately um they remove certain organs which they sell for organ donor harvesting and so it's a fundraiser <laughs> and then when they've gotten the organs out they take the the shell and hand it over and i think probably in a lot of cases they're handing it over through the portal as the little guy shows up in the room so they handle the cleanup you see what i'm saying yeah it's very dark, and I'm really sorry to have to hit this with people's. But, you know, part of what we have to go through is to, is to learn what's really going on. And in the Archangel Michael time loop from 1999, I just this morning found, I didn't even know we were going to do this. You gave me like 51 minutes notice for this interview. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I, did, I didn't have the notice either. It was spontaneous for both of you us. You just called you all of a sudden. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> so, um, and I, I rushed. But anyway... Literally three hours ago is when I discovered that Archangel Michael shows up throughout the entire year 1999 from the very beginning. And he, he specifically describes exactly what I've just learned from new insiders over the last few months, which is this whole weird human trafficking operation that is a joint human alien. So the, the, hum, the this supposed Michael the Archangel, you got to understand, this is part of the good cop good alien agenda that he hasn't really gotten into very much they're the good guys they're leading us to fight the evil cabal but they're just a different derivation of the same evil they're just posing as the good guys okay so that's the ultimate deception here is the good guy part of the alien agenda human trafficking thing where the extraterrestrials allow these people to stay in power in exchange for keeping up with their payments. Exactly, that's right. The payments being the human sacrifices, the children that are given over to these, um, like, so I had always messed that spelling up before. It's called Grieta Treaty. Anyway, I did a six part study on it and I, I posted the links to that right here. It's exposing the strong delusion, ETs, aliens, UFOs, Nephilim, and the Grieta Treaty, part one through six. And anyway, I posted that uh, in the PDF here. So 
you can or just key in Grieta, G-R-E-A-D-A, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com or Grenada. Either one will find it because that's what I was terming it before. Anyway, I'm about out of time here, so I gotta wrap this up. And then part of that also doesn't involve a technology transfer from the ETs to to certain global factions that um, they they don't even have to reverse engineer the tech. They just have to apply it, and they use this technology to do things like, for example, self-assembling nanoparticles that many people believe are in these current vaccines, although I haven't been able to confirm it, but it's a common belief. Mike, listen to this. Uh... I had one insider who we call Jacob, and he uh, he claimed to work for the Rothschilds as an assassin and a, and a negotiator. Uh, and he worked extensively with extraterrestrials. He claimed, whether you believe this or not, that they have stargates that already work, that extraterrestrials gave them for their own use as part of this human trafficking operation. And that he himself claimed that he had been to perhaps 2,000 different locations through Stargates. Whoa. Uh, that's like four seasons of Stargate SG or whatever that's <laughs> That's like going everywhere. <laughs> you'd have to hit a new place every day, right, for how many years? Yeah. What? Stargate SGI, at the end of the um, credits on most of the episodes, said that this was sanctioned by, like, the Department of Defense and all these really really high level government and you have to wonder why are they disclosing this why are they openly admitting this would have to be well it, three th three chunks of years three years is is a thousand days it'd be almost it'd be six years roughly or whatever yeah that's a lot that's a lot of tourism well but i mean <laughs> in one day you might visit five fifteen places oh, okay. in the course of your work you know so um but anyway he, Jacob told me in 2010 that they were working with the Draco to create a vaccine that they were going to force everybody to get after they had collapsed the world into a depressed, horrible place where everybody has to take it. They have no choice. And he told me that the vaccine has Draco computer the nano nanite technology in it that the draco invented this they have it in their bodies mm -hmm. and now they're trying to put it into us yes and i didn't know if i believed this mike until i just watched the other day something you posted on brighteon this is why they're trying to get it in us so bad and this is a big reason i played this this whole thing I've, I've warned about this i've been warning about this that there's nephilim dna in this stuff there's triple helix dna which is what the nephilims which is what the non-human human entities have and they're trying to defile our DNA through these COVID kill shots. And it's in there. And here's a guy like David Wilk, and he's also confirming it from his angle. Now, if this is the only source I had to go off of, you know, obviously I wouldn't even be. But this is just yet one more confirmation of why they're so desperate to get these kill shots in us. I think it was with Stu Peters where it was this lady, a uh, 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 molecular biologist or something who had looked at one of the vaccine droplets without putting the slide on top of the microscope mm -hmm. slide yeah i played that audio not too long ago you know what i'm talking about right i do know what you're talking about it's bubbles yes. that look like they got hexagonal geometry in them right. and they all kind of connect with each other in this extremely it's a payload delivery system within the vaccines and in um there those those little um circular payload delivery systems break down 
I believe once it reaches once it reaches a certain temperature and these types and then it delivers the payload weird way and all she's doing is looking at a droplet of the vaccine on a, on a microscope slide without the cover on it and I, th I think her description was that it appeared to be a, a self-animated or self-aware micro my, I don't know if organism is the right word but micro technology of some kind right is that the same video yeah i mean back then you know mate we're gonna take these little nanites and we're gonna put them in a vaccine everybody's gonna have to take the shot mate i mean i heard this in 2010 well i probably have it recorded somewhere you know because i recorded all of our conversations so it, it definitely happened okay so I, I might i might cut this this out what i'm about to say but i'll just share it with you Sure. You know, I have a really high-powered uh, microscope here that, you know, it's like an $80,000 microscope for lab use. And I just got a centrifuge, and I got my hands on some of these vaccines, and I was going to centrifuge them down to, you know, just get, get the real particles uh, at the bottom and take off the liquid, put the particles on the slide, and take... I'm, I'm a little bit afraid, frankly. This, I mean, this is my admission to you, which I may cut out of this video. I'm a little bit afraid. I don't know how to protect myself physically from what may be in the bottom of that vial. And I've, so I haven't done it. Mike, that, that video on Brighteon of, of what's in there when she put it on the slide, and of course she has all the credentials, it's, she's very, very credible. That's one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you do if these things start crawling up your nostrils or whatever? I mean... Uh, this is if we, if we delve for a minute into the controversial work of Corey Good, some people believe he's real, some people don't. Uh, he he has his own set of information that isn't always the same as what all the Peterson side of things says, but there yeah. is a lot of crossover. Yeah. But one of the things that Corey said is that that any of that Draco nanite technology can be immediately cleaned out of the body with a simple electromagnetic pulse. Now, I'm not saying that anybody should shock themselves. Please don't do stupid stuff. You, you, if you were exposed to an electromagnetic pulse, you wouldn't even feel it, most likely. It, it might fry all the equipment around you, but it's not. You, you might not even know it. You probably wouldn't even know it happened. Because we don't know if that's going to work. All yeah. I'm saying is that I, I do believe that the only way the Alliance, which is my name for the positive aspects of the military, they're trying to heal our planet, the only and the good aliens. way the alliance would have allowed this to happen is if there was an antidote and treatments available to mitigate the damage. Oh boy, yeah, you're going to go get their treatment and their antidote. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I'm sure that's not going to be have any strings attached caused by these injections. I fully believe they're going to come out with that and then my insider sent me a link to See, the good aliens and the good people in our in our global government. They're going to be the ones that come and save the day probably through Trump and JFK Jr. and Trump Sarah and Nasera Gassera and all these other ascended masters that are good. To a video that I did in one of my YouTube videos, actually snuck it in there, of a Chinese official admitting that they have an antidote and admitting what they're doing with it and that they're using it for depopulation bio warfare. Okay, I am so far over on time, so God bless you and see you in part two.